Hello listeners and welcome to Weird and Dave Rank the Movies. Me and Dave have been going through our top five movies of all time and we have just recorded my second one. It's, it's been released and we're on to Dave's second favourite movie of all time. Now Dave, I'm very excited for this one because actually this one I really enjoyed re-watching. I watched it a couple of months ago and I watched it again um, just yesterday. So I'm so I'm so glad whenever I saw that this was on your your list and at number two, I was like, yeah, I can get behind that. So, yeah, great, Dave. So tell us a little bit about your number two. Japanese submarine slammed two torpedoes into our side, Chief. We was coming back from the island of Tinian to Yaleli. Just delivered the bomb. The Hiroshima bomb. 1,100 men went into the water. Vessel went down in 12 minutes. Didn't see the first shark for half an hour. Tiger, 13-footer. You know how you know when you're in the water, Chief? You tell by looking from the dorsal to the tail. What we didn't know was our bomb mission was so secret, no distress signal had been sent. Hey, didn't even lift us overdue for a week. Very first light, Chief. Sharks came cruising. We formed ourselves into tight groups. No... It's kind of like old squares in battle, like uh, you see in the calendar, like the Battle of Waterloo. And the idea was, shark comes to the nearest man, and that man, he'd start pounding and hollering and screaming. Sometimes the shark go away. Sometimes it wouldn't go away. Sometimes that shark, he looks right into you, right into your eyes. You know the thing about a shark? He's got lifeless eyes. Black eyes, like a doll's eyes. When he comes at you, it doesn't seem to be living till he bites you. And those black eyes roll over white. And then, well, then you hear the terrible high pits screaming. The ocean turns red, and in spite of all the pounding and hollering, they all come in and they rip you to pieces. You know, by the end of the first dawn, Lost a hundred men. Don't know how many sharks. Maybe a thousand. Don't know how many men. The average six an hour. On Thursday morning, Chief, I bumped into an old friend of mine, Herbie Robinson, from Cleveland. Baseball player. Pochwan's mate. Thought he was asleep. Reached over to wake him up. Bobbed up and down in the water, just like a kind of top. Upended. Well, he'd been bitten in half below the waist. Noon. The fifth day, Mr. Hooper, a lockhead venturer saw us. He swung in low and he saw us. Young pilot, a lot younger than Mr. Hooper. Anyway, he saw us and he came in low. Three hours later, a big fat PBY comes down and started to pick us up. You know, that was the time I was most frightened, waiting for my turn. I'll never put on a life jacket again. So, 1,100 men went into the water. 316 men came out. Sharks just took the rest. June the 29th, 1945. Anyway, delivered the bomb. What a way to open up the podcast by reading out that famous quote from Quentin. That is, in my opinion, the greatest speech ever delivered on screen, I believe. And it's, um, it's from Jaws. 
Mm. That's the movie I picked. <laughs> wow, there we go. Jaws. There we go. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Jaws, Sharks. It's iconic. It's critical. And it is. It is. It's one of the movies that is really powerful because it kind of tells you a story, but it does. You, it keeps you in suspense a lot of it. In a lot of scenes, it's very suspense because obviously you hear the music and then it's like Ooh. a slow build up and then when it hits hard, it hits hard. Something I really love about Jaws. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot like this. This this movie's a lot of people's kind of like favorite movies, or yeah, it is iconic and stuff like that. It's the legacy it's left is ridiculous, and even the sort of like the behind the scenes stories of it are quite famous. Like the shark never really worked, so Spielberg had to cut around it and things like that, mm. and it all just made the movie better because there's less shark in it. So, you know, like you show the monster and it's not a scary type of thing. Mm. Well, he had to work around it. Yeah, um, and when it was first kind of released or created, people were very skeptical of it because of the whole um, shark debate. And I suppose that debate kind of lives on today. You know, it's the whole story of should we go like, do, do humans have 100% right of the water? Um, or like it's the shark's home, so they should have freedom to eat whatever they want in the water. And if humans choose to go in water, there's, there's, it's quite a quite an interesting debate. There, and there's a lot of stories yeah. from both sides. But whenever this movie was kind of released, I suppose it faced a lot of skepticism at the time, didn't well, it? This movie sort of popularized the shark being an evil villain. So uh, the book it's based on is written by Peter Bensley. He actually has a cameo in the movie. He is the reporter on the beats whenever they're just opening the beach for the 4th of July. And he, uh, after the fact of the movie, seen how much negativity sharks were getting, he actually started campaigning for, you know, like WWF sort of stuff, not the wrestling, <laughs> the World Wildlife Foundation to like preserve sharks and, and to keep them safe and things like that. Which so kind of good thing. This movie did explode the shark movie. There's a good uh, documentary called Shark Exploitation, which is all about the Mad Shark movies that got made. You know, we started with Jaws, and then, you know, eventually we'd make our way to Sharknado via three-headed shark attack and Mega Shark and all these kind of shark movies. But this, like, this is the daddy of them all. There isn't a better shark movie ever. I mean, what's the next best one? I would say it's probably Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, I was about to say Deep Blue Sea. Which I do like a lot. But, you know, Deep but Blue Sea I like because it's kind of, it's a bit B-movie. To be fair, this is a bit B-movie as well, Jaws. But it it's a bit more fun, whereas this is like, uh, this is serious. This is a proper, you know, going at it movie. Like, I think it's Spielberg's second movie, first actual cinematic release. He was like 23 at the time making this movie for some like seven and a half million dollars. Crazy, crazy movie. And uh, we can see just how, like, Spielberg's technique. I mean, I'm surprised we've got this far in our list and not mentioned a Spielberg movie because we're men of a certain age. Mm. We grew up watching, like, 80s and 90s movies, I feel. Well, I did. I don't know about you, Ed. You probably didn't watch anything. Um, <laughs> but um, he, he's just, like, sorts of footprint in cinema. It's outrageous, and this is sort of the movie that started it all. It it kind of invented the pro the blockbuster. I'd say Exorcist, yeah. this, and then well, Star it's, Wars. It's known as it's known as the summer blockbuster. Yeah, which is incredible, and because of the success of this movie, they actually went and made a theme park ride 
on it, which then became quite popular. It, it's think, quite iconic. It, yeah, Universal. Yeah, Universal um, Studios. Yeah. Well, there's and, Universal and, released the movie. Yeah, as well, so. and I've been I've been on that ride, and it's good. I'm just like it's, it it's is good, yeah. really really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but like we're still talking about Jaws today, and this is like what 1975. Yeah. It's amazing, and people are still watching it, going, "This is such a good movie." Yeah. Like that's definitely. There's hardly a, there's, not, and they haven't even thought about remaking this. Which is unusual because I thought they would do. I think because the shark movie is such a gimmick now, I would have thought they would have done Jaws five. Um, but you can't really tie it in. Like the third Jaws movie, Jaws three D. I've seen all them. Uh, yeah, and like it's the worst one to be fair. Uh, and it's it's got nothing to do with sort of Amity Island. It's nothing to do with this that sort of like Brody family or anything like that. So mm. you know, I, if they were, if they're going to release Jaws, they would have to probably reboot it and start again. I mean, what's it? And there's no point, like... How's just a shark hunting people on the beach going to be different? And how's it going to be better? It's not going to be better. This movie's fantastic. Unbelievable. So normally, Wade, we go um, kind of beat by beat through through the movie, through the plot, through... Uh, yeah, I also thought it'd be good to go through the, the three main characters, because really, it, I know there's a couple of other smaller characters that we see in the movie, but it really surrounds the three characters of Brody, Quint, and Hooper. Yeah. Um, um, you've got you've got Chief Brody, who is a reluctant hero. He doesn't really want to be a hero, which is pretty interesting, but he's also very much scared of the water, but wants to, like... <laughs> well, he has to. He got no choice. He has to tackle this. Let's get to see what I said there. Tackle, get it. Uh-huh. I, I got the joke. Sorry, yeah, so you just really gotta get your teeth into this. Like, sorry. So sorry. the movie opens up with a POV of the shot, a POV shot, um, point of view shot for all those that don't know industry terms, uh, of the shark swimming through like the water, and there's a wee beach party, and it's quite iconic the opening scene where you've got the naked girl going into the water and the kind of drunk guy chasing after and i watched this on blu-ray and it's very bright on blu-ray i remember this is the type of movie i watched when i was probably like eight or something it's mm-hmm. rated 12 by the bbfc it was probably pg back in the 70s because they didn't have that and i'm just like dude this movie is you know it's not hardcore or anything like that. there's no nonsense like that in it but it's kind of like you know, it's it's uh, city it enough. You it'd know? probably be a fifteen nowadays. Yeah, well, maybe. Well, it's definitely a twelve, eh? Definitely a twelve. Um, so there's like iconic shots of them looking up at the water, which is cool. But yeah, the Brody thing you're saying about what I wrote here was he he's a big city cop, so he's from New York. Like mm-hmm. that's the big thing, and uh, he's now moved to a small island. And he says later in it that you know um, you can't make a difference in New York; it's too big a city. Whereas in Amity, you know, one man could make a difference. So he's obviously thinking that. There's little character um, tropes that he has, like his uh, um, uniform. He wears the bads on the wrong side. Mm. Most of them wear it over the heart, you know, the old thing. Oh, okay. The bullet. Just, you know, he's a bit odd. He's a bit off. He is. doesn't like the water, but he took a job on an island, you know. It's a bit... Um, the Yad, which is a fun... I always like that bit, you know. Yeah. Down to the Yad. And it's mad, like, so... Yeah, that opening scene was pretty gruesome um, with the girls swimming. Um, and I, like the the scene went on for quite a, a long time in terms of her dying, which uh, but oh, it, yeah. it was really like 
I suppose she wanted to start off the movie with a bang, and that's really one way to get it to get to really get your attention. You're like, okay, here we go. This is a big shark, and the fact that she's trying to grab onto the, the floating boy thing, and, and that shark just pulls um, her away. Uh, that's a big Fear. trope of like the horror movie is you know you know Scream where it's like you know uh, don't sleep with anyone, don't say I'll be right back and stuff like that. This is the kind of don't sleep with anyone scenario because they're going off into the water naked to kind of you know fool about or what, and then that's when you get eaten. Yeah. And you see when they find her on the beach with the crabs and all, like yeah. that, it's still grim, it's creepy. Uh, it is <sighs> grim. And you, you were mentioning her, the POV shots from the shark's perspective. Because the shark didn't work. They had to do those. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was pretty powerful as well. Yeah. And I guess <laughs> it just sets up the tone for the rest of the movie as we go along. <laughs> it does. Um, you get to see, like, it's it sets up Brody quite well. What I like about Chief Brody, played by Roy Scheider, not Rob Snyder. Two different actors, look them up. Very different actors. One is comedic. One is not so comedic. He is like kind of managing the towns building up to the 4th of July weekend. It's the big event mm-hmm. for the island. Um, but like he's getting all these wee dopey calls. Like it's like some guys parked their truck outside my my fence. I can't paint it today and all this. Uh, one of my favorite one was the karate school. Um, the kids were karate chopping the fences. And <laughs> someone was complaining about that. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, it really puts it in the perspective <laughs> oh yeah this, this attack you're like okay yeah so he, like he's heard about you know there's possibly a shark attack mm-hmm. they've got this doctor that says yeah it could be a shark attack he's typing it in I really like that sequence where it's like possible cause of death shark attack you know it's a it's a show don't tell moment because it's not just like him saying oh there's a shark attack whilst writing on screen yep and you've got the, the mayor the town oh, mayor he's so smart mayor, mayor Vaughn who says oh let's not get carried away oh, um, and and he goes and like the doctor says it probably isn't yeah it's, it's something sinister but then the mayor goes and gets the doctor changes his views and goes actually it's boat, boat an accident yeah so that sequence <laughs> so Brody's got on the, a wee ferry across from one part of the island to another because there's boy scouts are out swimming in the lake and he's like there might have been a shark attack probably was a shark attack but that sequence is uh, it's it's quite famous for being as what's known as a, a Spielberg oneer, which is a one shot. So the moment mm-hmm. that the car drives onto the ferry, that's one shot until it drives off. Okay. And you just look at the way it done. So I, I kind of broke it down a wee bit uh, while I was watching it because yeah, it's great. So uh, you have a wide shot establishing everyone on the boat, and then like five people get out of this car, including the doctor and kind of like the mayor's sort of like understudy, one of the kind of deputies, and another guy, and then like three of them move closer to the camera for like a mid shot. So you lose two more guys and it's the doctor giving his bit of information. And then again, it's down to the two and Brody and then there's a bit more information. And then finally it's just Brody and the mayor and he's like, dude, 4th of July is really important. Yeah. We can't lose it. It was a boating accident, but you know, yeah. Brody, yeah. he's not an Islander type of thing, you know, you can't have panic on the 4th of July. You can't, Hundred percent. Then we go to the town, the town hall meeting. That's after um, a small child gets mur- murdered. Oh yes, sorry, we, absolutely. We Alex, Alex Kenter. That was really gruesome. Yeah, like that. I, I remember when I was watching it again last night. I was like, "Whoa, that was actually crazy." The way you know they all know. Brody knows. The mayor knows, but the the people don't know. And um, 
the mom's like, yeah, you go ahead, go go for your son, son. So he goes in, and all you see is this giant, like just giant shark come out of the water and eat the wee boy alive, and the blood is crazy. It's like like fighting's almost the blood. yeah. Oh, it was like really gruesome. One because it's a child being killed. Yeah, by I mean, a big giant no man eating shark, and that moment you're just like Brody's just like. His, his worst nightmares come true and they do that dolly zoom where like the camera is like it's on a a truck I think it's known when it oh, goes forward towards and so the background looks like it's moving closer yeah, uh, yeah. You know, it, it's in it people call it the jaws shot now because of that um, <laughs> okay. you'll enjoy the dog did you catch the dog's name that uh, the guy was like throwing a, a stick oh, and saying dog. Forget, forget the dog's name. It, it's, uh, it's your favorite hobbit from the Lord of the Rings it's Pippin 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 <laughs> he's just like Pippin 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 um, before we move on into the uh, sequence in the city council, the mum and the son, so uh, the Kittner killed and his mum, his mum who looks like she's 60 and the kid's like 12, yeah. which is quite interesting. In real life, they uh, like bumped into each other by accident because... <laughs> She went, uh, uh, the mum was like at some place, I don't know, and there's a restaurant and it was like Alex Kittner, you know, survived the shark attack. It's like some mad thing, right? She goes in and he runs like a restaurant, like like a fish and chip shop, basically. Okay. So she's like, dude, how's your mum in the movie? And they're like, had a big reunion thing. It's quite good. Wow. So that was quite fun, you know? I enjoyed that a little bit Uh, when I heard about that. I can't remember where I heard it from too, but, you know, it, it definitely is there. Um, yep, and then we see emergency town hall meeting. Wait, well, doesn't Quint come first? Yeah, that's in the town hall meeting where like uh, it does have some funny moments in it where he wants to shut the beats for twenty four hours but and the, someone the town says, are "Like, yo, we we need to we need this money," and they're like, "Okay, the money," and they're yeah, they're fighting against it because like twenty four hours that's like three weeks, which is a great line. I I, <laughs> I love hearing it. Um, yeah, so. Alex Kittner's mom has put like a bounty on the shark of $3,000 yep. to catch it. And, and then we'll see Quint show up. Uh-huh. It's like, what an entrance, man. Like, what an entrance. And yeah. And they're like, dude, you're not going to cut the, 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 the boy's spot. He's not going to come out of the shark if you cut it up in here. Whenever they capture the shark. Yeah, that's... Well, like, a shark. Yeah. That, that's what we would later on. Yeah. But, Quint, he scratches the fingers on the chalkboard. And Alex Shaw, Alex Shaw, excuse me, Robert Shaw... Who's Alex Shaw? I don't know. Alex Kittner, Robert Shaw. Robert Shaw is Quint, mm-hmm. and he he's eating a cracker, and he's you know he's amazing. He's like, I'll find it. I'll kill it for ten. You know, yeah, <laughs> which is pretty cool. And he's got his wee random. Is it, is it just after this meeting that the the mum comes up and slaps um, Brody? So uh, doesn't happen just right after the mum comes slaps her, and you knew it's whenever um, it, it's a bit after that. But what happens is like a lot of the out-of-towners seen the advertisement for the $3,000 bounty on the shark. So everyone comes hunting sharks. Um, I have that there's a wee bit, uh, you know, of the family dynamic between uh, Martin and Alan Brody. And yeah. it's like, you know, he's reading the books and stuff like that, which is something you don't see in movies is people reading books anymore, right? Mm-hmm. And he's, and the kid's on the boat. And it's like, Michael, get out of the water. And the way he says that. Uh, but there, there's two guys that are hunting the shark with uh, his wife's like roast b- beef dinner. <laughs> yes, that comes just before that. But <laughs> that's, you're talking quite, about. that's quite a comical moment. Yeah, a and big well, massive chain. Well, you, you do, you do think he, he's a goner, like <laughs> yeah, three, three grand will buy a lot of like roast steak or something. He says, which is brilliant. <laughs> yeah, that uh, seems funny. 
Yeah. Um, and that's just before like the chaos of all the boaters come in um, to like, you know, some of them are hunting them with uh, dynamite like TNT and rifles and all this. And then Hooper shows up. Uh, Richard Dreyfus is uh, Matt Hooper. He's, he's a bit different in the book than he is in this. I might do a wee bit of a book thing at the end. I've actually listened to the audio book. It's, 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 uh, it's a weird one. But you can just kind of see how inept the island is at managing things when the chief of police can't even deal with his own uh, like deputies where he has to throw the stones at the window mm. and, gets his att- and the guy just waves at him <laughs> he's like come on there's a, you know we're trying to deal with this he's like get them off the boat they're overloading the boat we don't yeah. want any more incidents so you're having an argument and then obviously Matt Hooper is from the Oceanographic Institute so he knows all the stuff he's just like yeah, yeah. I know all the stuff I think it was in these investigates the is the girl's body from the very first scene? It does, yes. And it and comes like, out in basically a hand basin like. It's so small. I was like, oh, grim. Brutal. And he's like, boating accident. Some boating accident. Yeah. And he does like a lot of heavy breathing because of how shocking it is. Why did you not notify the Coast Guard? Yeah. Crazy. This is not some like boating now. This is not some band of makos. This was a shark. <laughs> and a big shark at that. <laughs> Yeah, brilliant. So uh, they the do that, and, and there's nothing. There's not a lot shown in it. There's like an arm, like a severed arm shown, mm-hmm. but it's just all reactions. And one of them's the doctor that said boating accident, and he's like in, a bit embarrassed, shall we say? Um, and as soon as they cut out of that, that's where they find the big shark. And mm-hmm. They've got like a tiger shark, and it's got an arrow and all shot in it. Like, yeah, oh, sick. It's brilliant. There's a nice little subtle. Um, Foreshadowing like did Ben, did ben Gardner catch this? Um, <laughs> and then 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 uh, Hooper didn't he say that? Oh, that this is when everybody said the, the mouth wasn't big enough. Yeah, he's measuring the mouth, yeah. and the only way to know for sure is you know it could be this, it could be the right shark, it could be. It's the only way we're going to know for sure, and that's cut it open, and that's when the mayor's yeah, like, like, no, don't we cut it open in case the kid falls out? I'm <laughs> not having that. And that's but what, he, but and he then got, the mass up. <laughs> but I, uh, the massive slaps him, yeah, cap him. But it, th- this is where you see the more corruption because the mayor just hasn't let go of losing out on money. He's just, he just cares about money. Yeah. And he's just like, no, don't cut the shark because he knows that if they cut the shark and there's no boy's body in there, the shark's still out there and he, he has to close the place down. I think this is the one decision but that he made which is correct because you don't want to cut the body, the shark open in case the body does fall out. Uh-huh. And But you do need to cut it open to find out for sure yeah and yeah you just can't do that in the middle of broad daylight on the dock you know 4th of July weekend with the mum that just come up slapping boom yeah yeah and they go back and cut open the shark and you just find all random yeah. <laughs> items in there like a license plate you're just like a shark in the license plate. definitely came up about? from the tropics or whatever because <laughs> Hooper calls at Brody's house and Brody's like obviously having a grim time because um, Hooper brings the wine he's like we'll have a glass of wine but Brody pours it into his pint glass <laughs> he does not he's like I've just been slapped in the face I'm looking stupid let's go and cut open that shark yeah and like the yeah. milk that pours out of the shark I don't know if that's in a shark I don't know enough about sharks I did know quite Mr. a bit no. answers in the postcard uh, yeah if we have any stickers left we'll yeah. not have stickers left with too and many then, and then Hooper has a great idea here we've been drinking we're blocked why don't we go out on the boat <laughs> oh yeah that's where we're, we're going where, where Brody's scared of the water 
but he's he's got a bit of drink in him, so he's been at those curries. Like, he's yeah, got, he's got the life jacket. No. Yeah, we're going, we're going. <laughs> or the flotation device. No, a life jacket has head support. Someone told me that. I yep. think. And they go so, out, they set sail, and they're on their boat. They're fl- they're I would say flying. They're swimming across the ocean, and they're fl- they find somebody's boat, a Ben Gardner's ben, boat. Ben Gardner's boat, which yeah. has been sank. Sank. He must have been one of them going for the three grand prize. Yeah, and definitely. nobody noticed that he hadn't He's a local returned. Fisherman. So, isn't it Hooper? Hooper jumps into the water. Yeah, because Hooper's got all this money you find out that Hooper comes from a lot of wealth yes he's got he's all got the gear no well no he, he has does have the he's idea. got plenty of ideas he's got the education because he, he, he mentions that he's been offered to go on the Aurora which is basically an 18 month expedition in like Australia they go shark hunting not hunting but like finding them and looking at them yeah. and studying that would probably be the word um, but he spent all his money in shark stuff so he has this like boat full of sonar and stuff like that but he can't he doesn't buy himself dinner because he ends up eating Brody's dinner at the house and I don't know if he has anywhere to stay it's a bit strange it is much stranger in the book yeah uh, yeah I'll definitely do a better book at the end because there's some weird stuff in it so the the fine Ben Gardner's boat he jumps in the water and there's uh, like a, a, a bite hole <laughs> in the side of the boat under yeah. the water he's looking, with a he's, tooth yeah. he's looking he's looking oh he has his tooth and then the guy's head just pops up with a, with a missing eye and yeah. I was like how does a shark eat somebody's eye <laughs> so I was like, like I, I think they had the surely rest of them surely he's taking the head off he's not gonna go <laughs> yeah just, like, yeah that'd be very like, great precision I think it's only the head that's left <laughs> but there's a story that I think it was Spielberg that tested the movie and he's like I can get one more jump scare in this and then the three in that scene because mm. there's stories about okay. right, so the majority of the movies filmed like in Martha's Vineyard which is like New England New Hampshire sort of thing um, and that uh, they filmed out in the real water and like stuff like that but whenever you're doing like research and all a lot of things will shoot in a tank so any sort of like scene underwater in a movie is usually in a tank but to get it to look like the ocean they have to put in like a lot of particulate which is usually milk and like bits of like salt and sawdust and stuff and okay to make sure that the actors are reasonably comfortable they have to have it warm so apparently it stinks like filming and tanks and stuff like that uh like a, a water tank because it's full of milk that has been heated up and it oh, that is so random it's grim in it it is grim uh, there's some fun little dialogue there uh, in the jump scare sequence where uh, it's like, you know, if you're so afraid of water, why do you live on an island? And he says, it's only an island. If you look at it from the water type of thing, which, you know, it's nice sweet tots, um, which is good. So they uh, essentially have to, they, they go and tell the mayor, look, we found a massive shark tooth. And this is where um, Hooper's like knowledge comes out. Uh, well, uh, Kirk, Canyon Carcarius. It's great white. It's like the daddy shark, as it were. You know? There's a song about that, I believe. But they're doing this like right. Do, 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 do. Is that is that the song we're doing? Sing it for us. Daddy shark. Daddy shark. Mommy shark. <laughs> available for weddings and bar mitzvahs alike. <laughs> so they're telling them this. And you know, Scumbag mayor. Alert. Do, 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 do. Oh, I thought that was part of the song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is this where the mayor's in his, his wee um, jacket that's got 
the anchors on it, which I think is a really cool outfit. Uh, yes, anchor blazer mare. I wrote that mm-hmm. down in my notes. Um, and they've got the big billboard that's got the shark graffiti on it. And Hooper's like, this is accurate. That fin is massive in real life. You're going to have trouble. And he's like, unlucky. They're staying open the beaches. And uh, it cuts to the, the ferry for the 4th of July coming. And that always reminds me of uh, me being a fan of motorcycle racing. Always reminds me of the Isle of Man TT where you've got this island that just comes alive for like a week or two during the year and like everyone comes there's people coming off in droves the town like i went for a job in the island i remember telling you this and i stayed in this uh, hotel in ramsey and it was getting extended to like double the capacity of people just for this one week of the year just for um tt bike week you're right, you're done there. I just uh, opening my wrapper for, for my Kit Kat chunky. <laughs> Would you like to take a break? You know, no, we're okay. okay. Go ahead. Okay. So now there's a news report in the Beats. This is Peter uh, Blensley, and he's all like, you know, there might have been a shark attack, but everyone's come here anyway. Um, but the mayor's like, no one's going in the water. So he asks his mate to go in the water. <laughs> Does that mean, so from, like after that, there's a, there is a shark attack and there's a death by shark. The mayor caused that, I would say, right? Because oh, he's yeah, like, so he's liable. He should be liable. Get in the water, people. So it's really, really, it is the mayor's fault. All of this because if he had to shut the beaches, if he had to got the oceanographic institute earlier, if he had to paid Quint, none of this would have happened. But then we wouldn't have had quite a compelling movie, I would say. Um, uh, Brody's son wants to sail his boat out. He's like, nah, mate. You know, sharks in the water. Why? Away into the pond. Stop. Into the pond. Oh. That's where the grannies all go in their ceiling. Oh my goodness, Dad, what are you doing? Yeah. It's a safe spot. Pond's a safe, safe spot. Safe spot. Where's the patrol on the beaches? They have everybody out patrolling the big beaches where the sharks should be. Yeah, and they see a shark fin, to be fair, whenever they're doing <laughs> This Huey voice. Oh, yeah. What a prank. I wonder what happened to his voice. He made me do it. <laughs> That's it what you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, imagine, like, coming out of the water and just seeing, like, you know, a rifle pointed at you. But there's there's that, like, I always think she's French, the girl that's painting, maybe because she's painting. And she's like, shark, shark. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear. She um, spots the shark. And that's the first time you actually see kind of anything of the shark. You, you do see a bit of the fins in the in the Alex Kepner attack. But this is the time you kind of see the most of the shark. And it's done. You barely see the shark. Cause that because that it does it doesn't look that big. Well, when, when, whenever the girl's looking at the water and sees oh, the shark the coming fin, in, yeah. it doesn't actually look that big. But then you see like, it tips over that guy in what is essentially a bathtub. It's the smallest boat I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey kids, you all right? And then he get he gets bit. And I feel like gruesome, gruesome. I, I feel with you, we'd enjoy um, his leg that falls to the bottom. Yeah. I, I think you would have liked his calf muscles. Yeah, good trainer. Like to be fair, bit of a runner. Do you think on the boat? You know? Yeah, yeah. You just yeah. be in it, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> dad jokes for days guys dad jokes for days yeah well that's your daddy shark yeah so uh it tips over british kids boat um michael uh, is the older one isn't it mm-hmm. yeah uh 
There'll be a callback to this in a future episode, by the way. I, I just remember that because of the kid, Michael. He, uh, he, he's now got shark, sh- shock by the shark. Yeah, shark, the, sh- shark. the shark just swims right past him. You're like, oh, yeah, lucky, lucky boy. Stuff that, you know. And he goes to the hospital and Bro- this is where Brody kind of, this is his, he's like, look, I've left it into the hands of the mayor enough. I'm taking it into my own hands and he just needs him to get the sign there the document the like approved getting quint so i need to i need to get 10 ground here yep. to get this shark because there's two 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 deaths on that are on the mayor's decision two yeah. deaths because of the mayor basically the, yeah. brody's fed up he's sick of it and the kids could have well been his son that was dead mm, yeah and and to be fair the mayor does have like the trauma of like my kids were on the beats too you know so they're like you can kind of finally see the human aspect of the mayor uh, and to be fair this is like I don't know if this is the exact halfway point in the movie, but this is definitely, for me, where the movie finds an extra gear. Whenever they go to get Quint, and then the, those three main characters get on the boat, this is where the movie goes into like overdrive and just starts coasting at like such a high level of entertainment for me. I mean, the first half of the movie, Shark Attack, Close the beaches. No, don't close the beaches. Oh, what do we do about the shark? People are coming. Uh, does it really matter? Mm. You know, for me, I could almost start watching the movie whenever they go see Quint. Literally, my note is Quint with three exclamation marks. And, uh, you know, some of his dialogues, bananas. You can't get a good man under 60. And, you know, he sings all these like mad songs and stuff like that. Here lies the body of Mary Lee and stuff like that. Or, he's a nut job. Um, ah, he's an alcoholic. As we um, as we like workhouse is amazing. Just full of shark stuff and all this. And yeah. He doesn't like the softness, I suppose, of the city boy. And he was he, he was boiling the shark teeth. You're like, what? That's what they do. Apparently that's what they do. They boil it you, and you just peel it. off the meat? Yeah. You get all the gunk off it and it hardens them up and you can... Yeah. Because um, okay. the shot where it's like the, the jaw, the jaws, oh my God. the jaw itself and the you see the, the orca, the boat sailing mm. out. Mondo made a, a poster. Mondo's a poster company that like gets great artists to do like alternate posters. Yeah. They sell out everything like bananas. There's a Man of Steel one somewhere in existence uh, and it's gorgeous. But this one of the boat sailing out, I, uh, I have it on my wall because it is fantastic. It is a great poster and a great moment for the movie where they're like sailing off to hunt the shark. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's a tension, like you said, the tension between. Quentin Hooper because of the whole middle class, working class. Oh yeah, it's like background definitely is a class there. Worse, and then um, Brody's kind of stuck in the middle. He's just like, right, calm down, lads, calm down. But yeah. Brody's we have a clueless as well in terms of ocean sailing or um, it, handling <laughs> when, he, when he nearly knocks knocks over Quint's he knocks over Quint's gear, but it could have exploded. That's when we're like seeing right. That's yeah. that's a key scene. I find in this whole movie that scene there when he knocks over the air canisters yes. and Brody and then Hooper's explaining how dangerous he be and Brody remembers that which is very key to the later part in the movie. Foreshadowing it because Hooper brought all this gear. Quint uh, describes him. He says, "What are you? Some form of half-ass ass astronaut? Mm. <laughs> Front bow, back stern. Don't get a right squirt. Yeah, um, an anti-shark kids. And then it has my favorite bit. Sometimes, like any time." anything needs to go into the water i will refer to you go in the cage cage go in the water shark in the water our shark 
<laughs> and he used to say farewell and adieu. Yeah, and then we hear about Quint's Dear story. Bones, whenever whenever you told you started off this podcast going through the story that Quint tells him. Oh, wait, about, okay, cool, wait, 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 because I've got a lot uh, to say. Okay, but we, just a bit before. But we that. hear about we hear about Quint's vendetta against sharks and how much he hates sharks. Yeah, which is nice and explains all that. But we also see a wee bit of character development in Brody because it kind of seems that he's overcoming his fear of the water. For a long last. Yeah, he shows up at the dock in like these waterproofs, which might as well have been yellow, um, which were quite good. Um and then yeah, so the boat leaves. There there's that fun bit again the tension between Hooper and Quint or these crushing the can and the other's yep. crushing the polystyrene <laughs> cup. That's one's, amazing. One's drinking alcohol, one's drinking like tea or something like that, you know. <laughs> it's brilliant. Um, yeah, because they're they're all butting heads at one stage because yeah. like they're, he's chumming away, um, Brody's chumming away, and, and I'm sure that's a stinking job. One fish, Stinger. like the fishmonger in Tesco, it, it's pretty smelly when I walk past it. So imagine like chumming it in a warm day, Fourth of July, summer, you know, and stuff like this. It's like slow ahead. I'll give you slow ahead. Come down here and chum some of this, yep. and then that that's when the shark comes out and yep. gonna need a bigger boat. Uh, when we first see the face of the shark. Yeah, and um, the kind of joke is the shark looks fake, right? It does. It looks rubbery. But it doesn't matter. Like, the shark doesn't look good. Yeah. But it just, like, it, it, it doesn't even look like a real shark. But at least it worked that time. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just like, it doesn't diminish anything of the movie. The kind of bad quality look of the shark. Yeah. And they never really improved the a shark sharks like rubber sharks not 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 a great yeah item. no other way to do it i suppose in the 70s but at the same time it doesn't matter because you're just like still a great movie you've been hunting down this shark and this is like the apex of the movie this is where it gets into overdrive there's um uh like the kind of like action status music starts kicking off where they're getting barrels and stuff like that and they're like it's, it's all hands let's go let's go let's go yeah. Hooper's tying off barrels and you know he's like oh I need to shoot the thing but he wants to put it on his tracker which never really goes anywhere to be honest Not no that, does it doesn't it? And, yeah. yeah 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 so he sinks a bunch of barrels and then they have to wait and then the shark that's, starts that's when we shark that's the speech yeah. the shark attacks him then oh the speech yes give him the speech and while he's giving him the speech then the shark just shows up and starts attacking the boat would you like me to do the speech again with <laughs> listeners <would> you- <laughs> like the speech it's is a, phenomenal it's a great, it's a great speech like it's I can't speech. do I cannot do it better than Robert Shaw because I'm not an actor and I'm you're not just, absolutely hammered I'm not yes and he was legitimate hammered he was there's, really yeah, there's, he, there's, he actually got drunk for that scene there's two shots um, There's a, and I think it's the last shot where he isn't that drunk what because there's, there's a cut <laughs> if you watch his eyes it's really like he's like all kind of glassy and like about, you know, see uh, talk about getting the character <laughs> I mean yeah he's uh, it's kind of like, like Father Ted <laughs> what is it the guy well Robert Shaw is Irish so you know <laughs> you said all Irish people are drunk with no nope okay well uh, yeah. you heard it here first we had not, not Father Ted not a racist we <laughs> what, do you, what do you call the guy Father is this Father Ted Father Jack yes. yeah is Father Jack that's it <laughs> um, so uh, some fun things uh, while we're on this then about Robert Shaw he, yeah. did, he couldn't stay like a full week in 
uh, in the United States because I think it was drug charges he had. So every seventh day he had to fly to Canada for two days wow. and come back. And you know, what in that time there? Uh, yeah, so it's just mad. How like, does that work out? Well, it's <laughs> That's like a loophole. Yeah, exactly. I, wonder if, uh, I probably definitely doesn't exist now. Oh, no, no way. But there's legends like your boy from Top Gear, James Maisie. They never filmed anything in Australia because he had a speeding ticket in Australia. He never paid. And if he ever went back there, he'd be charged with it. There's that legend of it. James May? Yeah, yeah. The James May? Captain Slow, yeah. Like, uh, James May who follows all the rules doesn't take risks. Apparently, didn't, he got caught by a speed wow. camera and didn't pet and flew out of the country. And if he came back, it's like an arrestable offense because it's been so wow. long. I don't know. It's something. It's probably not exactly that. Look it up, people at home, if you really want to do it. But Shaw was legit drunk. Because, you know, you have a 23-year-old director and you have, like, screen icons. You know, like, Robert Shaw's in, like, James Bond movies and stuff like that. You know, yeah. the second James Bond movie and stuff. So, um, a little bit on that speech as well. Director and writer John Melnius, who wrote and directed Conan the Barbarian, he wrote uh, Dirty Harry, and he's a bit mad when he writes stuff. Like, this is the 70s when he can kind of demand crazy things when he's writing Dirty Harry. It's like, I need the handgun. I need the Magnum handgun. Otherwise, I can't write the script. And they're like, dude, wise up. Just write the script. He's like, I need the gun. So Spielberg phoned him up. Apparently, there's like a writer's strike or something on. He's like, I just need something to punch up this scene. It's like, I need a speech. So he writes 10 pages of a script and he's like, give this to Shaw, get him to learn it and then, you know, do whatever. Yeah. So he done it and Robert Shaw's like such a drunk. He's like, I can't remember 10 pages. Wise up. And Spielberg's like, well, cut it down then. Edit it. <laughs> and what we got is apparently his. He just won it, did he? No, it's, it's his like cut down version. And literally like you can see I have the page here and it's like, you know, what? <laughs> Powerful. It's nearly a page long, like nearly a page long, and he yeah. edited that down from a ten-page script from John Milius. Unreal here, it works. I mean, that's just like it's a classic Spielberg thing where he phones up this super famous guy and he's just like, "Can you do me a favor?" And he does it. I mean, no wonder Ready Player One got made by Spielberg because he's just like, "Can I get like Sonic the Hedgehog in this? Can I get the Iron Giant? This can? Is it okay if we get Batman in this? You know, can I get a DeLorean?" Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Why not? I mean, he's just like the boy, you know, he's earned everything. He's yeah. good type of thing. Yeah. So, so the battle in the shark, the shark's trying to take him down. The boat oh, yeah, slowly, attacks the boat. Yeah. It's like the slowest sinking boat on history, by the way. And they're still able to sail, sail on and stuff. But we kind of go all the way through to the point where they're like, right, we need to attack this shark. These floating things aren't really working. They're yes. not going down. And like, have you ever seen this before? Um, Quint, he's like, no, no, I've never seen this before. Not like more than two, because there's like there's three of them, three floating devices that have been punched oh, yeah, into this and, shark, and, and they're like, try, so they're like, right, what we're going to do. So then they're like, they're going to have to get in the cage. So then Quint, like, off Quint goes into the cage. Oh, no, not is, Quint, uh, Hooper. This is just uh, just before this. Quickly, there's a real shooting yep. star. There's a scene of shooting star. Apparently, that's real. Okay. Kind of, yeah. It's like, so they put two barrels in it, uh, three barrels in it, and then they do the thing where they tie the ropes up to the back of the boat. Yes. And, and, and Hooper's ass gets pinched. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I'm like, this is at it. Like, they kept this in this movie. It's a bit weird. But well, it, must, it must have been real. Yeah. It must well, actually happened. But I, like, the, the tunnel on the boat, the boat's that old that the, the, the things are starting to pull off. Yeah. And it's like chugging along. He's trying to get it to the shallows. And then, like, it's torn apart. So that's the shooting on the bigger boat. So, yeah, well, he, he bit the 
thing, the radio up, so he couldn't do it. And you know, this is what tensions are high, guys. The tensions are high. High, so, high stakes, high tensions, high so seas. Off goes Hooper into the cage. Yeah, because the boat's like it's 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 mangled. It's where Quint, like his old school, like attitude and approach, isn't working. So he's like, right. We'll just go with the new guy and he drops. Yeah. He goes in the cage. Cage yeah. going in the water. water. Shark in the water. Oh, shark. He's a shark oh, in the water, mate. He's a shark in the water, mate. Oh, yes. Yeah, and he fills up his wee, wee pinty pinty thing with some, what's it, sand? No. It's some poison. It's some called, poison. Yeah. And he's like, and then he's like sitting there, he's chilling. This is where it's got the cork on the it. The suspenses and you're, <laughs> he's in the water and he's looking around and my heart's going to dinger and he's like, he sees a shark go past him really slowly and he's like, and I was breathing heavy at this point. Yeah. I was like, where's the shark gone? And he's looking around, looking around. And then, boom, shark attacks. Massive shark. And there's some and real drops. shark footage in there as well. Real yeah. real shark footage? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a bit um, where the, the shark's, like, thrashing about on top of the cage. Yeah. So, like, Hooper drops the thing and he goes out. Yeah. That, like, they got a real great white on top of a cage cracking what? up. I don't think it was meant to happen like that. And they just got footage for it. And they're, like... What the stories that I've heard is on the boat, it was serious panic stations. Yeah, you know, yeah, hundred percent. Like, Whenever I was going over to Australia, by the way, I went to Australia. You were Australia with yeah, I, I never talked about it. Man. No way. Um, but I remember seeing the video. I think it was in South Africa actually of the shark getting in the cage with your yes. fella, and the fella just gets not. out, and I'm like. Well, screw that. I'd never wanted to do shark, shark cage uh, diving, but I ne- never really want to. Well, um, nope, screw that. You go in the cage, cage go, go in the water, shark in the water. water. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, never, never, ever. Because that's the thing is like you're going into this, like one of the ultimate predators, natural territory. It's not like... And they're powerful. Oh, man, they're, they're, they are powerful. Not gonna, you're not going to talk down a shark, are you? I think there's only one or two. Well, maybe there, I think there's two other animals that have a stronger bite. I think really? the hippo has the strongest. Yeah, hippo's better. And then, the, cr- and then the crocodile has the next strongest. Right, okay. Well, it's crocodile, alligator, whatever you want to call it. Well, they're but, two different animals. Yeah. So like one's freshwater, one's saltwater. Yeah, yeah where, where's, where's, whereas I think the shark can hit you at a faster speed. They travel the fastest mm. in the water, whereas hippos don't. Although hippos are fast in the water, actually. But I think out of all three, of three of those apex predators. Yeah. Well, no... Is a hippo a predator? Well, it's I wouldn't say it's a predator, but it, it does kill you. Like you're more likely to die, I think, and it's it's the one of the more dangerous Yeah. Like big game in Africa, I, I wanna yeah. say, because you don't expect it. Like you're expecting a lion to be scary, but yeah, uh, but you're like, ah sure, it's just a But big. I I think this the speed that the shark can hit you in the water yeah. is the thing They're that, fast. that will like, get you. Works. It's it's environment, like you're not, you know. Yeah. Uh, a quick fact on hippos while we're on hippos is there are hippos in Colombia because uh, and here's it Pedro Pascal Pedro Escobar Pablo Escobar <laughs> you know the drug lord yes not the Mandalorian the drug lord he brought them over and then whenever he got like busted they all escaped and now they're like wow. native in South America wow. as well <laughs> there we go it's mental like. and um, yeah, the other man has wallabies in it because it's like they got loose one day and that's <laughs> There's something like nature's not to be messed with, people. No, I think we find that definitely out. not. You look at the storm, whatever storm will be on by the time this comes out, who knows? But Hoover's dived out of the kids, the kind of thing. Oh, well, the kids is getting mangled too, but he's like, I need done. to get out of this, and he sneaks out. Whereas the shark's still thrashing, like you said, on top off top of the cage. Mm-hmm. Hooper then climbs down and hides on <laughs> yeah, a rock, just underwater, um, and. 
on the boat that the shark decides to have a go at well, them it, on the boat. It was, all, it was all chilled out. They were sitting there like, where, where, where's he bringing up the kids? Like, oh, crap, he's been killed. Oh, Hooper's gone. And Brody and thing are like, well, what's going on? What's going on? And you don't really see, think anything of it because the boat is kind of still floating. There's a bit of water in the boat, but it's not... And in one scene, it literally starts sinking because the shark then jumps up onto the back of the boat. Yeah. And that's where you see the really bad animatronics. And it's just like, June's going, nah, nah, nah. And, like, <laughs> and then the door like open and then um, Quinn, like Quinn, Quinn is down. slowly sliding. And he's like, ah! He's screaming right yeah, away. The but panic on him. It's like such a slow death, I, I feel. It's just the slow. And like yeah. he's like trying to get his feet up on the shark's nose to stop himself from sliding so frantic in it as well and like yeah it's great in that bit it's great great cinema death as well yeah it is it it bites down on him and then blood splits out and then it bites down on him again and yeah that's it it kind of swallows him yeah meanwhile like Brody's trying to like stab him with the other canister of air (laughs) and he's just like I suppose desperate times and all this yeah but like this is the like conclusion of the movie where like there's now a canister in the shark's mouth the boat is basically on the only thing above water is like yeah. the mast and Quinn, he, Quinn's death I just adds that's kind of cap what's the word capsized it's, you nearly no, say? It's, it's his death that kind of makes his character even better like you he died doing what he loved getting eaten by sharks <laughs> but he was never not catching that shark it's the Moby Dick sort of Captain Ahab thing isn't it where it's yeah. like this is his white whale and it's going to essentially finish him either he finishes it or it finishes him type of thing yeah and like because he's only really in the majority of half the movie but he is like my favorite character yeah definitely he's yeah. so cool in it yeah um but he's he's dead now no quint anymore but if they did reboot it it'd be quint's daughter or something like that in it you know yeah uh so brody's lying on the mast He's got the rifle. He's right. Well, like you said earlier, the air canister, but he chucked the air canister. Well, it, it's inside, but like the shark then disappears into the water with Quint, goes goes underneath and just shoots, fires himself through the window of the main room oh, yeah. where Brody's kind of hiding. Yeah, breaks into the cabin, yeah. Yeah, breaks into the ca- cabin and Brody's like, oh, crap, so he fires the, he remembers, he remembers what Hooper said about the air canisters. So he fires the air canister into the mouth of the shark and the shark's just trying to go, nah, nah, like stuck there. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes out and Brody, that's then when Brody goes onto the mask, got his rifle and you're, the boat's going down. You're like, okay, the boat's going down quite quickly and then it just stops going down. You're like, all right, okay, okay. Let's see where, which way this is going to go. And he, he says, uh, Schmeier, you son of a... And then as he's about to say uh, the final word, he shoots the trigger and the shark explodes. Yeah. Literal right. smithereens. And what a conclusion. He, it's a cool way for yeah, the shark to go. He meets up with Hooper in the paddle back and the... Yeah. What day is it? Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't know. The tide's with us. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's Jaws, guys. That's, yeah. that's basically Jaws. And uh, it, it's amazing. It's like it's such a quality movie. It's the stakes are clear. The direction's phenomenal for this to be Spielberg's first, uh, like theatrical movie, and to kind of yeah just pull it off so well. Yeah, that's the start of his career in terms of using the innovative use of suspense building techniques. Oh, wow. I think that's what for me. Whenever someone says, "What do you think of Jaws?" I'm like, "How Spielberg develops that." suspense in a movie I think that's like yeah because everybody, everybody goes dun dun 
dun dun dun dun dun dun dun dun. I can't even do it. Yeah, the that's music. Wrong. Yeah, it's like, it's dun dun basically. Dun, 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 uh, that's dun, dun, that's dun. iconic. That's iconic. People have done that noise in the swimming pool when they're swimming in the beach with their family and friends for absolute well decades. And when I'm watching motorbike racing now, if someone's hunting like chasing down the leader, they will say cue the Jaws music. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it give us John Williams, it give us Steven Spielberg. I mean, the, the movies. shot as well. It's, it's called the Jaws shot. It's got a phenomenal speech in it. It's well paced. It's, yeah. it's just over two hours, which is probably the biggest criticism I have because I feel like two hours is like a barrier sometimes I can't get over. Oh, it's no. two hours and four minutes and it's worth every minute it of is. screen time. It is. And there's, a lot, there's a lot else going on with it. It's the fear of the unknown, the lurking threat beneath the surface. You know, people always have do have that genuine fear. I forget the name of it, of what's under oh, the water. It's like Alphazulusia. Yeah, like it always comes up in my TikToks whenever, like the fear of what's underneath you. And you yeah. don't really, when you're in the ocean, I, I do sea swimming. I love sea swimming. Um, you do sea swimming? Yeah, you, never, you never talk about that. There's always that little bit of fear of what's underneath you. Like the other week I was swimming in the, in the, at Helms Bay. I was swimming along and I looked up a couple of meters ahead of me. It was the sea land, but it was a pup. And I was like, oh, that's dangerous because if the mummy's about, the mummy will attack you. So I then turned back. Um, I, tur- I turned back and then my friend was swimming back and Marty the sea lion just jumped up right beside him oh, and he near crapped himself but like in those, like that's the sea lion it's not overly dangerous but you, you find out the yeah. what's the word for the fear of the water right I'm gonna butcher my thalassophobia Thalassophobia. Thalassophobia. Yeah, there we go. Fear of deep water and I suppose what's under it as well. Yeah. But the water, it's an unknown environment. You still don't know really what's all in the water and like deep down and stuff like that. It's humans versus nature and it's this. this, Man versus fish. Yeah. In in this instance, it's a a big force of nature is coming after you. Yeah. You know, it's. Like, like, unless they, they made a, a movie that was them hunting down like a cheetah or a lion or something but it's not going to be as good uh, like uh, the, I think the movie stands on its own it's obviously got a lot of clout and a lot of you know what's the word it's famous for a reason you know it, uh, and it, it's earned its place in cinema history I think it, it's yeah. a crying shame it didn't get like any Academy None. Oscar buzz back wow. in the day. Yeah. None. Like, you'd think... That is shocking. Have, now, to be fair, it was back when... You know, now they nominate 10 movies, but, you know... Spielberg's done so much for that industry. You know, you look back and you're like... With hindsight, you, you just think, you know, that they, they didn't see how good it was. Yeah. Was but a- then you didn't see how good it was, Wade, because it's not in your top five. It's not. It's not. And looking <laughs> looking back, would, would it be my top five now? Maybe. Maybe. Like you know, this is top five personal picks. So yeah. obviously, the quality. Like if we're doing top five best movies, that's a completely different it list. Is, definitely. Know, my number one is not on the top five best movies ever made. No, I think. no, it's definitely not. And the be. best movie I think ever made um, isn't on my top five list either. Yeah, because so that's going to be my number one whenever you hear it, guys. Well, I know Game what it is. Um, well, we'll, we'll, we'll find out about that in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, in a couple of weeks, I'll be revealing my top one and we'll be revealing your top one. And do you know what else I'll be revealing on the 1st of December? <laughs> what? 
I don't know. Yeah, I just thought I'd ask you. Uh, no. <laughs> I think we're going to be revealing our yeah. winner of the podcast invitee. You're maybe. Gonna, our winner's going to be invited to the podcast, maybe? Not for that episode, but, uh, the you know, we've been running the competition. There's still time. There's still like a week and a bit. Uh, if you want to throw in a bit, come on, guys, get you your top five th- lists in. Throw in your top five if you've already done that. Thanks very much. I've enjoyed reading them, and Wade has enjoyed completely like cutting them apart. And I like, have this movie's I horrendous. I have this is garbage. There's been some interesting lists. I will admit, yes. I sent Wade a screenshot of uh, one of your lists, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> and within seconds on WhatsApp, so this his message. <laughs> had to travel from his phone to a satellite and then through my virgin media wi-fi with the word no (laughs) no the the word actually was nope nope (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna relive this moment on my phone because it was you know normally i'm like that's you know that's an interesting list i haven't seen half this stuff on it weird nope like within seconds he shot you down people remember that whenever uh sorry guys whenever you receive uh a sticker for being a runner-up. It's it's Wade's fault that you didn't get on the episode. But at least you get a sticker. Yeah. Um, send us your address. Send me back at school again. You get a sticker for good effort. It's like when you went to the dentist and you got like a lollipop for doing well. Do they do that? Do they still do that now? No, because having a lollipop's terrible for your teeth. But I mean, the, like the sticker thing, do they still give kids stickers oh, at the, the dentist? Do. The must do. That is no. That's an interesting. I'm going to find out. Young and I'm sure she's due a dentist yeah. soon. I don't know when they well, start dentistries. Well, she's got a my little child's got all her teeth. Like. She's got her teeth, so she'll not need to go to the dentist. I wonder if I can go with her and get a sticker. Yeah. I would like a sticker. Is that what you want? You like a sticker? Yes, you would like a sticker. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Look, guys, you're getting a sticker if you send us your address on the message as well on Instagram. Uh, or like send a new direct message with it on it. Yeah. It'll, you'll get one. Uh, we'll see if you before Christmas died it. To be honest, yeah, um, but but also crunching the numbers. There's only a few stickers left. So if you send us your list in the next few while, and someone else has sent it ahead of you, first come. First come, first serve. Guys, so don't come crying. The singers are class. Or do come crying, um, well, and I laugh at yeah. your lists. And um, let, let us know if you it. think we should actually get stickers to sell or merch, like, t- like T-shirts and hats. Would you buy a sticker? That's w- the Would question. you buy a T-shirt? Would you buy a... Sh- yeah, maybe. We'll do an order, uh, maybe. We'll see. We're, we're thinking of stuff. We are taking listener advice. I've already got a plan for next season where uh, there, a listener has given me an idea for an episode and I and, and we're going to do it basically because mm-hmm. I liked it so much so if you know you're on the social you're like oh maybe maybe you should do an episode that's this and I'm like actually that's not a bad idea I'm going to do it and you're going to get a bit of credit in the episode if slice when it ever comes out because yep. we've only we've only our number ones left guys next month as a Christmas treat because it's December you're going to hear our favourite movies and mine might be a Christmas movie. Wow. So tune in for that, um, I, I suppose is what I have to say. Would you like to say anything else, Wade, before um Just uh, Jaws, number five. No, sorry, you're number two. It's a solid movie. I really am glad that you put it up movie. there. Powerful. Powerful? Powerful. Everybody. So do you want to give us a line from the movie, Dave, to um, see us out? I will, in fact, do something... Better than that. Okay. I will read. Remember, I read the. So I'm still in Letterboxd. People, Wade has an account, doesn't use it. What a dozer. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get on it. I know. I mean, like, literally. So I've read some good movies recently. I haven't been well. So I've been, like, 
binging movies. Like I have three a day sometimes. Um, I'm going to give you uh, the uh, top rated review on Letterboxd. <laughs> which um, I'll give credit. I wonder, does he have a handle? Um, Matt Singer is his name. And this was, he watched this on the 8th of January 2018. This is how good Letterboxd does. He gave it five stars and a wee heart. His review is the tragic story of a bunch of alcoholics who hunt down and murder a fish for the crime of being really hungry. And that's my second favorite movie. <laughs> wow. There we go. There we go, guys. Again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in for, you an, going, for another episode are you of Weed. Sea swimming this week? Yeah, of course, yeah. I'm not afraid. Yeah. Do you know, but here's, all right, I know we're, I'm we're, not we're afraid. kind of wrapping up. Yeah. But, like sharks do come up our neck of the wood oh yeah sure. Frankfurt, no, we've got shark, no. we've got basking sharks I think we've had mako sharks we've, we've definitely Mickey had sharks like, you know. we've had sharks in our waters so Sh- sharks in the water shark in the water whenever you go swimming you go in the water yeah go, I go in the water shark in the um, water the <laughs> <laughs> there's no cage I've got a balloon oh. I've got a little balloon I, I hang on to if I need what? to float hold on I don't know about this but there's a balloon so it's called a boy <laughs> A boy? So yeah, you, boy. So you have so, a boy holding so you. So they say if you're going to swim like some some distance, you really should go out with, with a boy. It sounds weird, but you like yeah. You, you, the you, Americans would say buoy. Buoy. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. I. Yeah, sorry. Okay, a buoy. Say what it is so, in South Africa because you're originally from there. So it's there. a buoy. Um, still you living thing up, up and you wrap around your your waist and then the way you go. All oh, right. Okay. Got my gloves and my boots, my booties. But you really booties? the biggest worry that we the interest we have is obviously the tide that you can, you can get caught and pulled out to sea, which can be very dangerous. Which you really should have so a buoy, the, but you should also have a waterproof um, case for your phone. But my little. Buoy, you bring your phone into like seawater. You should, but you can have you can get a waterproof case for it. Right. That's, I mean, like I would do it even on the base. In case you need the phone, the Coast Guard to give you a wee bit of a hand. But like people are like, you can get oh, caught up no, in. No, you should have a knife good. as well because you can get really badly caught in seaweed, which oh, then right. gets to force you to the drown as well. And you see, and then the biggest things we have is jellyfish, and right. some of the lions mean jellyfish can actually oh, grow up the size of a bus. A bus. A bus. A bus. Which is quite huge, but they they can make you really sick. You see. And the tide is high. Are you holding on? The tide is high, but I'm holding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had that. I just had I, I don't know. When the tide's fully in, it's amazing because yeah. then you don't have to fully hike it out to get the decent swim. Hike it out. Yeah. You know, but yeah. That's, yeah, but I'll still go in the water. You're not just, afraid and kiss the sharks. Well, I won't go in the water in other countries where there's definitely like great whites and stuff. But you like went that. to Australia that has nine of the ten most deadly snakes in the world. I mean, what's that? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of other stuff as well. And they have like tiger sharks are the big killer. Of, like, oh, men, I, they they know? they can go they can go in the really shallow waters and drag you out. Tigers. There was a case of a, a dad being in the water and he's up to, up to his knee in Australia, right. and he got taken by the ankle and pulled out, That's and sick. that was him. Well, so the the shark and jaws. Bruce was what it was named after. Bruce. Yeah, after um, I think it was Spielberg's lawyer. Um, you know, shark lawyer, whatever. Um, it, it was like a twenty-five footer, so I doubt it would fit in the three foot of water. Yeah, it's also maybe not fiction. Oh, the book thing. I'll do that quickly. Yes, so, sorry. Yes, go for um, it. Um, uh, because we're like, I do like the fact that my episodes are longer than yours because I uh, <laughs> not this competitive. <laughs> it's not like that, guys. You know, I mean, you already know he doesn't like us. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, weird. What do you think of this top five? No, um. So uh, the book is a bit weirder. This is an instance where the movie is better than the book. The book has a few things. So to catch the shark, uh, Quint has a essentially a baby dolphin fetus that he uses as bait, and it's a bit gross. Wow, that's weird. 
it gets like the the weirdest and grossest bit that I'm glad isn't in it is um, Hooper's a lot younger. Well, he's still quite young in the movie, but like he's he's very young in the book. Him and Ellen Brody get together, and it's very descriptive. Is all I'm going to say about that. So the movie's better than the book in this yeah. case, people. Okay. Um, not that the book's bad, but the movie's incredible. Um, yep, there we go. And tune in, Wade's number yeah. one. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Wade and Dave Rank the Movies. You've been listening to Dave's number two, which is Jaws. Stay tuned for our my next one, which is my number one choice, and then Dave's number one. Um, but guys, we love doing this podcast. They're going to be good episodes as well. They're going like to be very good episodes. Gonna be strong. Very good. So, well. Um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to share and pass the pod on to your friends. Yeah, and send, in your, better, send yeah. in your top five so you maybe get a sticker. Tell Banderflex what's up. Yeah, Banderflex, <laughs> come on, lads, get us on. I started watching their YouTube show as well. Should be like, guys, you know. But would you go on, Dave? The 100%. Fans? Yeah. Because I've watched the show and I'm like, it's, you know. I, I reckon I could add. I can go. I can go and pretend we I know something about movies. I'll be the, I, I can literally be the face of the podcast now. Yeah, I'll come <laughs> on. I'll not go on. Just you go on. You no, 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 <laughs> you, no. You just imagine you have like a mic in my ear. Say something really funny. It's like, it's like, come on, wait. Go on. Be like, you know, the impractical jokers. Yes, yes. Yeah, no. uh, so there's that, right? Enough of this. That's yes. Next time. Night, night, lads. Did you ever see? Bye. Did you ever see? Still running, guys. <laughs>